<laughs> you can't go 20 years and not win anything because Juan Ramos won the cup if I'm mistaken back then back then Pochettino came close on, on on a few fronts one league Champions League but to not kick on to not build and go forward I think that's also on the club but this particular spell Conte is to blame I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still I will never be defeated it's Jay and this is Chuck What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Up Front podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. It is... I almost said Freedom Day. It's not Freedom Day. It is categorized as Human Rights Day. It is Sharpville Remembrance Day as we are recording this here podcast, which is an important day in our country. And just an homage and a continuous rest in peace to those who lost their lives unceremoniously um, in Sharpville on that fateful day. And one of those freedoms we do enjoy is the ability to be able to have a podcast and to speak about anything and everything and not have one, someone like probably raid on our door and threaten us with, with unsavory words. Now that uh, we've established that, this is Tour Front. Um, this is still Tour Front. I am still Jay, and I'm humming at Nina and Semakaya. Chuck. Chuck, so on. So the freedoms is to speak for Nick as yeah, well. Boy, yeah, boy, yeah, boy. Let's recognize. What's up to the listeners? Um, let's go again. It's another episode. So um, we kick it off, Jay, speaking about what happened uh, post-match with Antonio Conte and his comments um, in the Spurs-Southampton game. So Spurs blew away a two-goal lead, um, ended up getting picked back, and all they have to show for it is a point. So Antonio Conte, I complain, these guys, they're not hungry enough, um, basically. They're not, they're not used to playing under pressure. They don't like the stress of playing under pressure. Um, every time there's there's something bad or something like this that happens, it always it's always a risk for for rather they wouldn't take a risk on the manager's reputation but they protect their players <sighs> you said a lot of things um go to tottenham that's why in the 20 years about winning next because it's their culture he's, he's just was shooting <laughs> off the hip and uh, and, and these are Tony. comments that you and i say to one another and it's fantastic but for the coach himself to say this is what they do those are those are scathing comments and from what i from what i picked up apparently he hadn't spoken to his players um, before he went into the, the press conference, so basically, out there, we don't have what it takes to win and all that other stuff before we actually address them. But what Conte said, which I find very interesting, is that he's tried to keep it under wraps, he's tried to keep it bottled, but mind you, enough is enough. So now he says what he says. Do you think the man is looking for a way out? Is it time to go for him, or should they try and make it work? Because there's only 10 games left. First of all, this is why we need the media. This is why the media plays, pays so much money in TV rights in order to make all these people millionaires and in order to have these people on our screens. And this is why those contracts 
compel these people to speak to us and to speak to us right after moments like that game against Southampton where emotions are high you don't have time to consider your media training but everything that you've had bottled up just comes to the surface and comes out as you say before even the players hear it because this is the drama of it all mm-hmm. you know this and, and 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 it's amazing like i love to see it you know in terms of conte's comments he's not wrong as you say we've spoken about this everybody knows this everyone knows it's just for his lads you know <laughs> yeah but he's not the person who's supposed to be saying this. Mm. He's 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 not supposed to be saying this about the club who employ him. He's not supposed to be saying this about uh, his players uh, because he is questioning the mentality of his players. Not because when you t- you speak about the club, um, you are talking about something ethereal, uh, something you, you cannot touch. But when we actually investigate, what are you actually talking about? Mm. And ultimately, as the coach, you're referring to things that happen on the pitch, you know? Because you cannot accuse uh, the board at this point of not giving you money to buy players. You were given money to spend. And you spent on the players who you thought were best for your for, for, for your plan, whatever mm. it is that you're building at, at, at Spurs. And ultimately, you were like, well, if you check my resume, I'm a winner. So it cannot be me. If you put it up against this club, this institution, and these players, even these new players who've come into this, we'll call it toxic situation, it 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 has it's a cancer that is spread even to them. And me as the winner that I am, I can't I can't do anything about this, you know. And the thing about Conte Chuck is Conte has been speaking and he's been saying mm. some contradictory things and. If I am Daniel Levy, if I'm the fans of Spurs, if I'm anyone who's just attached to Spurs, I'm frustrated. Mm. Like, I'm done, you know? Like, because if we go back to Conte's hiring, in the Northern Hemisphere summer of 2021, uh, we know previously Spurs have fired um, Jose Mourinho. They had um, the young Welshman uh, taking charge for, 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 for the remainder of the season at the age of 29. Mm-hmm. And they were looking for a full-time coach. They go with Nuno. Mm. And the reason they go with Nuno is they went for Conte first. And Conte had just left Inter Milan because he was unhappy with the fact that they were selling off Lukaku and possibly some of the other best players because Hakimi as well. Mm. Uh, the financial situation was such that they needed to sell the players to balance the books. And Conte leaves because he does not want to be part of a club where they, they they focus more on that side, on the business side of things, then they prioritize winning because we just became Serie A champions. And the idea maybe is then to see what we can do in Europe. And he felt that they were not ambitious enough. And he said when asked about it that it wasn't a matter of they were not offering him enough money at Spurs. He just was not convinced by the project. Mm. We know what happened with Nuno. And then they hire him. And uh, what we believe, and based on what reports uh, said, when they did go back to Conte, they went back to Conte with a a better offer. So there was money, which was a a pushing factor because between them hiring Nuno and the start that they had under Nuno, what convinced you that suddenly this now is the project that you were you you wanted from Inter Milan, which they didn't give you, and you left. You wanted from Spurs, and you weren't convinced of it, and you didn't sign on. That now, a few mm. months later, this is this is this is the club that's going to give you that. And I don't know what conversations they had, but you would imagine that Levy did give him some promises mm. that they are ambitious, that they do want to win, 
that money will be made available for him in, in, in the transfer windows. And it was. And then when you come into last year, last year he says he's happy at the club. And his, his contract runs until the end of 2023. And there's the option to, to renew. And in September of 2022, that's when they had the unbeaten start to the league. And they were flying high when he was asked about it. He said he was happy, you mm. know. And then there are also comments where you come into this year and they form tails off. And he says that the Spurs fans are not patient. And this patience is this impatience is having an effect on him and on his players that there is a project and we're coming along bit by bit. His words. Mm. And now he's at the point where rubbish all of that. Now I'm no longer happy as I was in September. Now I am also as impatient as as as, as those fans. Now I'm back to saying I'm not convinced about 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 the project, and he is spewing all of these things, and I'm just like, as an Arsenal fan, as has been circulating, we we remember how he said that um, Arteta complains a lot and should mm. probably just focus on coaching. Oh man, isn't it ever the case of the kettle, um, <laughs> the teapot calling the kettle black? So he's, 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 he's out here, Chuck, saying whatever it is that he feels in the moment. So you don't even know where this guy's head is. But for the longest time, even you remember we had this conversation about uh, when he was saying that he does not know what to do. Mm. This was, I think, last season uh, around this time when Spurs were struggling for form uh, and trying to go for the Champions League spots and it looked like Arsenal were going to pip them to that spot. And he basically threw in the towel and it's like, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I need to leave. So he's been angling to mm. leave since he got into that job. There have been moments where he may have been happy, as I'm saying, when things go his way for a bit. But the moment he meets adversity, this guy is once out, he wants out. Like, they definitely should let him go because of that. Like, he's not committed for hard times mm. or the kind of hard times that he's committed for are not these kind of hard times like Conte is a serial winner where he's been he has won you know and I think his idea is that if if, if it doesn't turn around in in, in in as quick a time as he's turned around other situations then it possibly cannot be him and if then he's not the the problem he's not going to stay to see exactly what is the issue and how to fix it he wants out and Put everyone out of their misery, man. Put everybody out of their misery. I'm going to after the international break, I'd, I'd say. I'm Right now. But he did say it after his, after his rent. Saying to the Spurs owners, which was very crazy because he says they want to protect the players. They re, they'd rather risk the, the reputation of the manager. Who's protecting the players? Because afterwards, it's like, I'm He's coming at his, his, at his employers. So... Here's the thing, Jay, and I don't know what to ultimately do. Do I say for his legacy and, and, and the ability to, of a manager to fight in these situations? Because Donna, he says he thought last year they could fight. But fight for what? Seventh or eighth? Like, this is not my place. It's been a man coach. Anglula was seven, eight, nine, nine, right? But, I mean, this is. They just dropped two points. I get it. It's a, it's a draw. And he's been complaining, which he doesn't have good enough players, whatever, whatever system. But. Coming into the season, I'd said to you, Guti, I think Ten Hag has got uh, one up over Abu Porter, over Abu Ten Hag, because he's had six months more than everyone else, and he's got a better chance, or rather, he's got, he has a better idea of where his squad is at and what he needs. He's had a January, Conte. yeah, Conte. He's had a January window, so he knows going to the new season, Guti, what do I actually need? What's lacking? 
And signings-wise, he didn't quite do himself favors by signing Amor Charleston, who don't doesn't fit in the system. Um, signing Tanjuma, Tanjuma played well in the first couple of games. Namanje is, is not really featuring featuring Obuya from the bench. Abu Pesuma haven't quite fired. Um, you said Benson Kua, if he was used better, he'd be a, a good asset for for Spurs. But seemingly he prefers Gladowski, Babo Hoiberg, play a back five where he's, he's trusting Abu Emerson to push up and create goals. So I, I think also the blame is on him. But ultimately, Jayazi, what, what I'm trying to bring out is that lots of clubs have lots of issues. Um, not not every manager um, complains, not every manager brings it up. But when you hear Mourinho say the greatest, one of the greatest things I've ever done is finish second with that United side because you don't know what's going on uh, in, in, yeah. in, in the background. You hear him also complain about Spurs and he leaves. Maybe, maybe uh, Mourinho was dealing with the very same issues. Otolabo Charles joining a Barcelona side that doesn't have money. I'm a financial lever. I'm a what what. I heard Umbuyane say, the coach doesn't make his own signings. Uh, the, the, the faces are in the, in the, in the, in the high up seats. They say, I'm a player, make it work. So, and, and, and not everyone says it, not everyone voices it out, but clubs have a lot of background stuff happening, background noise, lots of antics. And as a, as a manager, you need to try to control what happens on the pitch with your 11, your 18, your squad, and just make sure with the Gaspar. But but with Conte, look like I said, but they just drew two two. It's not like they got hammered seven nil by Liverpool. Ten Hag can back the boys. Now nah, it was unacceptable, nah, nah, but he doesn't go with them. You got we all saw that they gave up. But Rashford before the Europa League game says, us we didn't give up. That was that's nonsense. Like Rashford and Amang, we saw you give up. You were still fighting at two at three, but after that, all those goals were easy. But Utenek does not contradict him. He says Uti, it was unprofessional, it was not good, but he still backs the players. So when you drop points against Southampton and you throw your, tots, your toys out the court, that, that is, is, is someone who doesn't want to be there. I think Fanak also failed because Nai himself, because he's been mourning the entire season. Never mind him saying, no, I'll fight. But, but look how I'm a player. Okay, I'm a player, make it work. How, do, how, how does Patrick Vieira make it work? I'm a player, Nai. Mind you, Nai, I'm But... As uh, our company was saying, Vincent Company, he was saying which you feel sorry for Oviara because he's been playing against big boys the whole time. And now that the and turn of fixtures, yeah, says Bamnandi, Serapumil, Conte's played against everyone. And we've been saying to this first side of suspect, when they lose, it's rightfully there. It can't always be the place all the time because then, as a manager, if you've seen and identified the problem as early as you've, de- as you've done, why aren't you fixing it? How close is Conte to fixing Spurs than he was at the beginning of the season? Because if he didn't believe in the project and it's, it's, he's almost two, se- two seasons in and he still doesn't believe in the project, I think the problem the problem, problem is with the manager. Because yes, we play Mabolivi, but there are players that you can sign and make things better. You can, you can, I mean, we've seen managers turn situations around. United was crumbling, was horrible last season. Under uh, first Solskjaer and then Ragnick. Ten Hag comes back by shower four by Brentford by Shawa 2 by Brighton and still gets them to get, to get a Carabao gets them to be competitive in the league you can't tell me Antonio what to wear now. you can't do nothing about it because ultimately Donna, we were saying as much as now we are 16 points away we were in title contention Oconto will in fourth spot shouldn't he be doing better than fourth spot because that's where he finished last season so I think Oconte nah and, and and to all the Chelsea people about the content, when things are right to call, but when the chips are down, man, I I don't think he's a man to continue. And and, and it's not to say that there aren't any problems with Spurs, um, because I, he does raise, as you're saying, you can't go twenty years and not win anything because Juan Ramos won the cup if I'm mistaken back then, back then. Pochettino came close on 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 a few fronts, one league, Champions League. 
but to not kick on, to not build and go forward, I think that's also on the club. But this particular spell, Conte is to blame. So I, I, I'm actually starting to think that Conte, maybe not a fraud, right? Mm. But he's he's a front runner uh, because Conte has coached Juventus and he's coached Chelsea and he's coached Italy and he's coached Inter Milan and is now coaching Spurs. In terms of those those clubs, he's never co- and, and 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 then Italy. He's never coached a team like Spurs. If you want to understand uh, what Spurs is, Spurs is part of the big six. Spurs is firmly the sixth side mm. in that big six because the big six starts off as the the big three: United, Arsenal, Liverpool. Then it's joined by Chelsea, and then uh, you have. Man City come into that and along with with Spurs and Spurs should be ahead of City but City have the financial backing where they have like vaulted over them and because of the fact that they've won so many titles but if there is a player for example to be signed and is going to be competed uh, for by two, three, four all of those big six sides they're not going to end up at, at Spurs and I, as I'm saying, I have no idea what he thought Spurs was. Maybe it was his ego, and you do need to have a healthy ego um, as 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 a winner in order to continue winning. You know, Spurs are on the cusp. Uh, we, when you look at Arsenal, uh, Arsenal are not as big spenders as 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 those other teams in the Big Six, and in recent years they've been much closer to Spurs. And Spurs can make a very valid argument that they have been the better side in terms of finishing ahead of Arsenal in terms of making a Champions League final and looking most likely to win a league title before their North London rivals. And then you, you turn up in this season and Arsenal uh, have, have, have revived in the same way that Neville always anticipated the United will because this is what happens to big teams. Uh, even if they go through a slump, you anticipate that eventually, this is why I think as, as, frustrating, as frustrating as it is, one of these days, Kaiser Chiefs will be Kaiser Chiefs again. Mm. You know, Spurs are not that team though. Mm. And I, Conte needed that context. Um, and he had it, which is why he, he was reluctant to join them to begin with. But in, in, in coming back to the idea of my team maybe be a, a bit of a fraud is because in England, mm. right? Conte is remembered as being the Chelsea coach who who led them to 93 points, I believe, and they cantered to the 16-17 title. And his big thing was that tactical switch where he went 3-4-3. And and the thing about that, I I remember actually how how that came about. And my thing is like, that was was lucky, right? And maybe I'll put it on him that he didn't make the switch ultimately. He was the coach. Um, But he stumbled into that because I recall they were losing 3-0 at halftime against Arsenal. And Arsenal, because I was watching that match, obviously, and Arsenal were running right against Chelsea at that time as well, like at at the Emirates, 3-0 up at halftime. And when that game was 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 pretty much over at halftime, he decided, oh, well, maybe let's try something something else. And it was to be a little more defensive and to keep Arsenal out, where he put like Aspilicueta at the back, and he played with a back three. And that then like resulted in that run of games where they won what seventeen of eighteen games or something ridiculous like that, a record number of games in a row. And as I'm saying, just cantered to the to the league title. And this is the idea we have of Conte. And then when he goes to Italy. 
with Juventus, Juventus went on to win another six titles or whatever the case may be without him. And then he goes back to to Inter Milan, and that's when Juventus are on the on on the down. And Sierra is not that strong. It's before Napoli become the Napoli we see this season. And he has Lukaku, he has a, a Hakimi, and they they win the league, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm still looking at him. It's like when has he done like a remarkably whoa turnaround job, which is where Spurs were when when they got mm-hmm. rid of uh, Nuno, having gotten rid of Jose Mourinho, having gotten rid of um, U- U- Pochettini, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, I don't know if this guy is taking a true look at himself in the mirror and not everyone is cut out for rebuilding projects Mm. like you think you think of the Real Madrid coach like an Ancelotti I think Ancelotti is someone who coaches superstar names same thing as Zidane when everyone keeps crying out for Zidane United fans wanted Zidane like I'm not sure that Mm. you want Zidane uh, rebuilding a project I think you've got if you've got like a, a, a stars all over the field and you need to man manage those egos and you need to manage like what he did with Ronaldo in the 17-18 season where he wasn't playing him in some games in Serie A so that he can be fresh for La Liga for the Champions League then yeah mm. you know and in terms of Conte I don't think he ever turns this around uh, because I don't think he's that guy uh at Chelsea, you will get everything, especially under Roman, even under Boley, as we see. You'll mm-hmm. get everything that you want. At, 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 at Inter Milan, as I'm saying, the league is not that strong at the time. Same when you're with Juventus, not that strong at the time. At Italy, he failed because um, he was supposed to turn that around. They've not qualified. They didn't qualify for the World Cup when he was their coach. They haven't now again. And it's the guy who followed him who led them to champions of, of, of Europe. Mm-hmm. So that didn't last long either because he's not that guy. To turn a situation around, and we've learned enough. If you, if you, if you, if you are like Daniel Levy and the Spurs board, we've seen enough, mm. and we know who you are, and we know instead you're gonna go out into the media and you're gonna lambast us in front of the whole world via the idea though of mm. making him do his job, like Neville says, like it's tempting because you're just like you want to punish him, <laughs> but then at what cost? Because you're still paying him mm. and you are, you are, you are also, you're also suffering in terms of results where you may not want to fire him is because they, they keep firing coaches. And if you fire the coach, you have to compensate them for, for, for the life of that contract, mm-hmm. which is why he's angling to get fired rather than him quitting because then you're not entitled to, to those funds. So I can see the argument of don't fire him, especially Spurs, as I'm saying. They, they, mm. They've kept firing coaches and paying them packages to go away. So do you want to do it again? If his contract truly is running out at the end of 2023, make him stay until 2023 and then let him live leave for free. That's it. Yeah, I see that see thing. I would see. <laughs> <laughs> I see that thing. With the, we are going to believe quite in the project. We are going to you get sort of from team is on and off so from camera foot and you haven't fixed anything essentially i start to wonder though when we speak about managers and what their powers are like several of them relegation specialists um pep uh wants everything in order give me the stars give me the money and i'll uh, give you good football can can a manager break that mold because i'm thinking if he's saying what his reputation is on the line should you not at least fight for it because as a yes spurs is number six of, of the big six but beat Southampton. If you get beaten by Arsenal, by Liverpool, City, it's fine. We know where you are. We know what your quality is. 
but can you not tough it out against Abu Leeds, Abu Wolves? Can, can you not beat those sides and at least hold that standard? Southampton, <laughs> Southampton did the double over Chelsea, and it, they well, also held us to it. Having taken the lead against them at, at is it still St Mary's? Yeah, St Mary's, and they came back for a one-one draw. So, Everton, so yeah but mm. in the majority you are yeah. expected to beat those teams in the majority and i mean it's it, it's 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 sad that a manager would say we finished fourth when we weren't really supposed to and i'm happy but now that we're seventh or eighth I, I, that's not what i want to do and that's what ronaldo is saying true and here's the thing what he, he he was he was crucified for it because seemingly when play when players down tools because i don't know players are the main focus everyone has a field day and there's all this noise but when managers do it it's like no I can see the players that don't want to fight for the manager and then managers have got lots of excuses backing them up except for this guy because when he says things like this you're like I Lord wants to check out so the thing is I'd also want to I think that's my final verdict but I'd also want him to work because it's like you're creating an instability they're not good enough win anything which is a problem on its own but never mind that. Then Konoba signing a player who can't do well. But so you have my foot, and someone else must deal with this mess again. And we're gonna rebuild and rebuild and rebuild. And I mean, also there's a case if, if we look at the Arsenal uh, example. There's a case for continuity and longevity with an idea, with a particular project, and keep the people that you started with. That's why I think Chelsea's position with Porter. I'm not getting I'm not going you guys. They're saying it's a project. Let's see where it takes us. Doesn't Conte have built projects before? Yeah. So and I th- and and I think that. When you look at a coach's resume, you go you go with what he's done in the past. Ten Hag hmm. coached at Ajax. You know what Ajax is. You bring hmm. up academy players. You don't in in terms of getting into Europe and how good you're going to be there. It's not on the basis of um, you've got like an, an open checkbook. You identify talent. You are able to bring a team together, and we saw the identity that they were playing with at at at, um, at Ajax. And when you think where Manchester United were at mm. that point, like, man, we've tried all these managers, these big name managers, but these big name managers probably come in at a point where you are ready to win. Now we know for a fact this this, this team was not ready to win. Mm. We need to build this thing from the ground up. That's why you go and you get, like, ooh, ooh, Ten Hag. At Spurs... Who do Spurs need, though? If, if, if say, say uh, contracts are not a thing. But you see, then the question is: the question is like, you know, where are they? You know, that's the thing, though. When you talk about Spurs, Spurs are always taking the manager who's doing good with yes. the small clubs, right? As Tatelo Yes, and and and, 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 the, and in recent history, to be fair, Chuck, it's worked out. Yeah. Relative to what Spurs are, they've not won the big trophy. Mm. When I say it's worked out, um, it also hasn't in terms of you didn't win the big things, but. You've been watching. Better. You've been watching the APL since like the early two thousands, as I have been. Mm. Spurs, you knew were like a big name, but you weren't ever, ever really expecting Spurs to to challenge for the title. Mm. So when you do have a, can a I red just cut there? I think someone through. like Lampard was used to call White Hart Lane three points late because yeah, are, it's just, just, it, it, it's just Spurs. <laughs> like and you see the record they have against Chelsea since like 1996 or something is is crazy like every time they play chelsea and i hear that like it's 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 ridiculous and uh, to be fair this is now the kind of record that uh, city have against arsenal where they've won like 10 times in a row you know which is where arsenal need to go and make a statement at, at the etihad hopefully mm-hmm. but with, with the spurs as i'm saying when they do get a red man red nap from portsmouth 
he comes and he is it's exciting football and he leads mm. them into the Champions League. When they get Pochettino from Southampton, he has an identity and they play exciting football and he leads them to Champions League finals and to close second place finishes in the league. When they've then gone, it, it, it's been hit and miss because, uh, well, Villas boys, he failed at Chelsea to begin with yeah. and then uh, again at, at, at Spurs and tried with Mourinho, but Mourinho as well wasn't ultimately the guy at for United because that United team, since or Alex, have needed to be rebuilt from the ground up, you know? Mm. So... Conte doesn't have that on his resume. He he he's he he gets into a situation where they, being the the, the club, uh, are ready to win. Like and not just it's 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 pipe dreams or they're just saying that they actually are ready to win. And he comes in and he does that job. And to play devil's advocate, right? He was not going to win at Spurs. Because it is Spurs, the culture of Spurs. and it, because Chuck, you know, with the Ronaldo thing, right? I would more be on the side of Ronaldo in terms of he's just one player, mm. like, and if you are the manager, you have control over that whole thing, so you have a greater uh, ability to make change, which is the criticism against Conte. What do you want? Like, who do you mm. want to solve this for you? But as I'm saying, if I'm playing devil's advocate, and as I said at the beginning, he's not wrong about like Spurs in the same way that Mourinho was not wrong about mm. Manchester United you know like how is it that you have had so much success before when you come here you don't have success like either the game has passed you by which does happen and or to an extent I do believe that about Mourinho or this is not an environment conducive to winning which is what Spurs are you know but ultimately Conte thought that he'd come in there and turn it around and he hasn't and he has been backed. He cannot say that he has not been backed. And he has a world-class cane. And again, I'll say, Obulalu <laughs> Son, that man. So but ultimately, it's, it is on him. Like, uh, As closing out, the question I have is, what then is success at Spurs? If you know you can only take them thus far, is it just long in a top four or top four? Is that as good as it gets? It for, should be for... to win the league, eventually. Uh, because when you, when, you, when you check the way that they're moving, uh, they've they've got the most expensive stadium in the world. You don't. I was don't about to say that, that for team. a second tier team. You don't. I was about to say that because whenever you find teams that are struggling and their focus is elsewhere, like building stadiums and United making profits off off, off the pitch, it, 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 it takes a while to fix that situation because the club's focus is elsewhere, and they might throw in a star manager to try to say, "Oh, look, we're trying," but ultimately the club itself. And it's easy to make this comparison with Spurs because they haven't, they haven't won in a long time. But if I bring you United before Ten Hag now, but they haven't won in a long time. And post Alex Ferguson, the big name managers weren't cutting it. So I think they, they need to re, refocus um, into the footballing side of things because Leicester is a guy. And then their focus seems to be also because even, no, who's their current manager going Leicester had figured it out. Leicester were on an upward trajectory and were like, we're going to make it into top four. I suppose. Um, Leicester. Leicester. And it hasn't happened. It's instead, they've gone backwards. So I feel if you found a note, a tune, hold it for as long as you can. When you start to make other songs and other music, and you, you haven't have mastered build, you it. You have to build the stadium though, Chuck. And, it, and the reason I say that, right, is... Unless you've you have a backer, like a very rich backer, whether it's it, it's a Russian billionaire or mm. it's a sheik or it's the coffers of a country, 
then you are dependent on what you bring in as revenue. And one of those revenue streams is is gate takings. Uh, mm. Also, in terms of if you're gonna if you're going to be investing in the club, like actual money in the club, you're not likely going to get a return on the investment financially. That mm. return is going to be in terms of what happens on the football pitch. Ultimately, that is the product. But if you do that, then you still are running a business here then you need to justify uh, why you're doing this. And, and the reason I say that, again, if you have trillions, you don't have to, you, you, don't, you don't concern yourself with like, man, we're not, we're not making money from, from, from this entity. Mm. But if you're like a Spurs, then that's a concern. You build the stadium, one, so that you can charge a premium mm-hmm. for those gate takings because you are in North London. Um, and secondly, it's the it's 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 so that you can use it for other multi-purpose events and make your money back that way, so that you do not skim on giving the coach money to go into the transfer market. So they are a club who needs to mm. be doing things like that. They need to be more commercially viable. You know, City have been that. They don't need that. You know, PSG are there in the obscurity of France, even though they're in Paris and they, they are, they, they, they don't need to be as appealing as, 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 as a Spurs needs to be because the only way to compete is you, if you have money, like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no way around that, you know? So they do these things in, 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 in the hopes of bringing in more money so that ultimately they can be more competitive on the pitch. <sighs> Marais Spurs. Yeah, ultimately we'll that's see, the song. Because <laughs> that that is the ambition ultimately. Yeah. As I'm saying, you don't build you don't build a, a, a stadium like that if your idea we're just trying to make um the, the Champions League. Ultimately it must be with the idea that this is where the champions of England reside and you're like, Oh, they've got a, a home that is 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 worthy of the champions of England. Because Stamford Bridge would be that by now if they could figure out the, the issue with where they're located. There is complaints. Would see Manchester United need a more state-of-the-art uh, stadium. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid have a, a busy. They've been busy with the reconstruction. New Camp is doing that. I think from next year, um, the Emirates, which was opened two thousand and six, I believe, also now has gone backwards, and it also needs to be upgraded. So you have to keep up with the Joneses as well in that regard. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, it's a song that I like to sing as banter, but I also worry about Spurs, just the the, the brand. Because that is concerning. I, I wonder because someone like Kane has different ideas. When you when when you are one of the cancer that's there. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm thinking, if you're an up and coming player, you're 23 and you're not the hottest poverty, but you're on the verge of getting to that next level. And Spurs approach you. Do you think? I, let me go there for the improved paycheck. Or do you think you can actually win things? Like, wh- what draws players to Spurs now? Because if, if the manager is saying, you go, you go bang a win, or bang a as a if, club. If, if it's no one else who's bigger than Spurs wants you, and you might as well go. You might as well go. Because it's a step up from, if you're coming from Belgium or from mm. Holland or from France, um, or even from Spain, mm. where and, and, and you're not playing for either one of the top two teams and maybe an Atletico you are definitely going to get paid more in England. That that's the case across the board. Yeah. So there's that improving that 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 um improving quality of life. Not really because you're earning a lot of money, but it's getting more money. That's a poor trajectory in anyone's career, you know. Mm. And the fact that we okay, if none of the other five big teams in this league want me, Spurs is a good place to go. So that's that's why you go there. The small ones though, no Uwuti from Spurs. 
you move on to Real Madrid if you are Modric or or, <laughs> Bale. or Bale or or somewhere else. You know, like Modric even wanted to go to Chelsea because he understood yeah. that Chelsea are bigger. Kane only who is hell bent on signing six year contracts because maybe Kane really is a picture of what Spurs are in terms of ambition. So, but the final word is that Conte must go. Milahan, yeah, he needs to be fired. All right, Chuck. Uh, moving from Spurs and going to Spain. El Clasico happened over the weekend and, oh my goodness. So Barcelona winning the 100th Clasico, which puts them one behind Real Madrid in that all-time head-to-head. And now the gap between the two sides is double digits, I believe. Mm-hmm. 12 points. Is this a reflection of, of of the difference in quality between these teams like what do you make of the seasons both of them are having you know what I think what hurts Real Madrid is the fact that they play a very open game um, and and as such they give sometimes the opposition more of the ball than they should have um, and, I, and I get it sometimes because you can't have Modric and Kroos go full tilt all the time and then neither can you trust like a midfield of Ceballos, Kamavinga and uh, Chouamenic Pell. You want to have your, your, your premium stars in there as well. But at the same time, it's an exercise of maintaining um, that, that, that energy in those players. And so, I mean, when I give you an example of Madrid against Liverpool, game was done and tested. Liverpool are not supposed to look dangerous, but they do in certain moments because uh, Madrid plays so open. On the other side, though, Barcelona, they, they've dealt with a lot of issues in terms of play, player personnel because De Jong Barcelona, but De Jong is on the bench. Kessi fought to get registered for Barcelona, but now he also starts on the bench. And they get their game time lap on a lap. But in, in preference of uh, Busquets, Pedri and Gavi midfield, who, who I think work, work very well, although Gavi still not convinced, I feel that Pedri is a more um, uh, better equipped well, yeah, player. Um, but all in all, they've fixed the backline now, Bokala. They've got Ooh, Lewandowski, who I think is a force. I think without Lewandowski, they they, they struggle because we we I was I specifically was raving about e, e, the forward line of Dembele, Rafinha, and Lewandowski. They looked look dangerous at the time, but they dropped in form. Dembele wasn't as hot. Rafinha was starting off the bench, but Lewandowski was the one that was firing in the goal. So I think what 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 Barca have is a more compact and a more. Um, well understood machine in terms of the ideas because there were times when they were blowing uh, teams off the pitch there was a time and I think it's the Copa del Rey where they just were smashing Madrid off the park they looked that much better and so I think it's just it's just an idea a better a better processed idea in terms of how to play and when to play I mean yes they'll go to the Europa and get beaten by Man United but I think because La Liga is their only trophy this season, they're going to focus on it. And, I, and, I, and for that reason, I thought they want to be better than Real Madrid because Real Madrid, with the points gap and the fact that they've got still tough games to play in the Champions League, I think they would prioritize the Champions League. And so going into the game, I think uh, Barcelona favorites for me. So is it is it a reflection of the of the of the? I don't know. I say I say the the points gap is a reflection of one the focus and two where where each team is in terms of managing their squads. I think Xavi has been a breath of fresh air for the team, whereas Ancelotti has continued with more of the more of the same, which is the the, the side that's won everything in terms of Champions League, League Nine Nine. But he's, he's had the challenge of trying to refresh and try make it work. Whereas Xavi has said to himself, "This is the the team that I want. These are the players who are going to play day in day out. Let's make it work." And so, as a result, I think it's a, it's a matter of focus, and also they are that much uh, a little bit ahead in terms of playing identity. So. I don't think it's 12 points wide, um, but they're doing well, if I were to sum it up. It's a strange season. 
Um, it's a strange season for both these teams. One, Barcelona have conceded nine goals in La Liga. And their title charge is is built on their defensive stability. When did you ever think you'd say that about a Barcelona team in terms of that is their identity? You know, never. Yeah, because Nakwana, we thought Uti Chavi is doing what Pep was doing, which is control the ball. But Lemuva, you guys are not really that solid. You'll concede lap on a lap, but your power's up front. So I don't see this coming as well. Because in in Tostegen, they've got a Colossus as a keeper, and in terms of that 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 back four. They've been stable. They've been present for most of, of the season. They've played together for a long time. And the thing with back lines is you want them like forming that chemistry and those partnerships and understanding what you, each one's role is. And you look at the side they played against Real Madrid on the weekend as well. When you think about a Sergio Roberto mm-hmm. and even a Gavi. So where where you and I like are on the same page in terms of Gavi is because Yes, he came into the team as a 17-year-old and he was raved about as a young player who's already playing in the first team mm. of Barcelona as well as Spain. But what he actually does give you is a physicality. This is why Madrid players and fans despise Gavi because Gavi mm. is, 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 is a mongrel. He's, he's, he's a little That's what happens when you, when you train with Busquets. He infects some players. Because and if Busquets was more mobile, he'd do this he'd, very he'd, same he'd thing. Probably, he'd probably be, yeah, more like that guy. And thinking about Sergio Roberto in the midfield as well, he's not Xavi, the player. You know, he's not Iniesta. Mm. Uh, he's someone who's played as a right back before. So also, he's got that defensive side of the game on lock. And this is this is, this, this is this Barcelona team, mm. you know. Whereas, as you so rightfully put, when they play against the Real Madrid, Real Madrid are playing natural at left back. And you look at that second goal where Lewandowski um, gives the back heel and then there's the cross from, from Balde, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's a goal by Casey. Casey is scoring. Casey, uh, who is a DM, you mm-hmm. know. And in terms of that goal, if, if you watch that goal, Chuck, before Lewandowski pulls off the back heel, he bodies Ukavahal. Kavahal is finished <laughs> as a right back yeah. for Real Madrid. Yep. Kavahal has struggled with injuries for so long and he was the best right back in the world at a time. But they've sapped so much of his powers. If I'm not mistaken, he's 30 or 31 this mm. year. And so you've got Nacho at left back who is not a left back. And you've got Kavahal who is a shadow of his former self at right back. And then you've got Militao who I'm not always convinced by. Mm. And you had Tony Rudiger who is guts and glory, you know. So that will you will get chances against that Real Madrid team because the defense is not what it should be, and also the line before the defense. Uh, Tremaine has been out and he's mm. not been playing as well because he's been coming back from an injury and has not been quite as he didn't look as good as he did at the beginning uh, of the season before the World Cup. And you've had Kamavinga play there, but I do think that Kamavinga is a double pivot with a more defensive-minded. Um, partner next mm. to him. Him and Tremaine, I think they'd be good as, as, as pivots. But when it is Kroos and Modric, mm. um, yes, there is the help that comes from Valverde, but Valverde is not playing in his rightful position. And Ancelotti, I, I, I said this last season, saying it again, he he says when asked about Hazard and, and other younger players, that it's not his job to give people minutes. It's his mm. job to put the best team out there. And I agree with that. But at the same time, like, is it always the best idea 
to be playing like with these guys, both of them at the same time, um, especially if you are starting to be overrun in a particular game, because you consider what United were able to do against Barcelona. Mm. Uh, Real Madrid just don't have the horses to be able to do that, which is why, again, I'm still concerned about them in the Champions League. I know they're playing Chelsea, but if Kante is back and he is his best self and... Enzo is, is is less of a runner in that mm. midfield, so you 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 might get away with that. But even if you progress past that, uh, what happens if you come against the, against the Bayern Munich? You know, you don't have legs in that midfield because you do play with a a, a Modric and a Kroos, who I think if you're controlling the game, they're great. But when you have to turn and 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 retreat, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, man. I, I, I don't know how we got to this gap, um, but in terms of in La Liga, uh, Barcelona have been solid in terms of they've been churning out these results. But but we're number one nil away, scoring like last minute goals. Hey, like, come on, man. Whereas mm. with Real Madrid, Real Madrid keep conceding goals. Like even when they win against lower low, lower level opposition, they will concede a goal mm. and. You can't you can't win like that. Like defense does win championships. Um, and if there's a there's a team who's playing like elite defense in terms of those numbers, mm. and you can't match that, you're not gonna do very well in 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 any competition. I think what you what you what you pointed out in terms of Abukavi and Sergio Roberto is versatility. Sometimes you need players who can do more than one job. When you look at someone like Rafinha was having a field day um, in the Clasico. There was no one to help the defense. Whoever he was 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 against Rafinha. He'd go inside, have a shot. He'd do all. He did as he as he pleased. Yeah. Are you then going to ask Cruz to double up and not to defend? You're not going to do that. Are you going to? Oh, it must be natural. Are you going to ask Modric to do that? You can't because then you you you're losing numbers going forward because you're not going to do both things. I mean, there's from time to time that burst like Modric where he wins the ball and runs forward, but he's not going to do that every game. I think we've seen that when they were winning Amat Amar the Champions League back to back to back but now it's no longer those days no longer those times and so <laughs> Ancelotti is, is, is as I'm saying trying to figure out how to balance things out and in the big games he plays both uh, Modric and Kroos in the big games as we've seen also in the Champions League but when he has space or rather he feels with his confidence to win then he plays either one of Kroos or one of Modric and then instead of Kabahal so I think he, he he chose experience in that moment in terms of the play, the playing personnel, but I think they also need to find an assistance in terms of uh, Benzema or Vinicius. There needs to be an, an attacking outlet from Valverde. I mean, beginning of the season, the first half of it, he looked great. It was amazing. He was a goal scoring uh, midfielder. Now that the goals have dried up, he's not putting crosses into the box. He's not like whenever there's a counter on, there's it's only consists of two people. It's Benzema and Vinny, and Valverde is, is, is trying to try, uh, trying to join up into the into the attack. So I think. Those are small problems that you don't really see to be that big um, in the fact that you win games anyway. But in the games where you do drop points, like you get to see them. I mean, Mazopera against Liverpool, if you, if, you, if you concede two, but you win five, ah, it's whatever, the game is, t- is, is wrapped up. But when Getafe is, is pulling you back, when Espanyol is pulling you back, because Barca were second um, for, for, for the longest time and they made up those points. Gangangangan is just saying, getting that last minute goal, that last minute goal, Roberto. Gangangangan has become nine points. It would have been six had Madrid won and then it's back on, but now that it's 12. Chuck, it's in terms gone. of Valverde, I think, you know, as as brilliant as he has been, which led uh, Tony Kroos to call him maybe the best player in the world, I don't think it's sustainable to ask your right wing 
who's supposed to contribute uh, attacking verve like assists creating chances and and goals to also be the guy who is supporting your back line mm. i don't think that's sustainable like when 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 real madrid did win the champions league um and throughout that 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 uh champions league campaign i told you that i don't think real madrid are going to win and i still stand by the fact that i have no idea how real madrid <laughs> won uh the 14th champions league title in terms of quality mm. like in terms of tactical approach because i was not a fan of ancelotti not playing the younger guys and continuously playing um the older legs in midfield when we saw what happened against chelsea the previous season the semi-finals mm-hmm. and my thing was ancelotti is heavily reliant on individual talent yeah. and last season you had benzema scoring 15 goals in the champions league and you had him leading la liga as well in goals you had the best player in the world in your team and with 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 that being the condition for you to win things you're going to have a hard time especially if that guy's 35 mm. and we've seen this season that he has struggled more and more with with injuries and the thing with Real Madrid they don't have anyone behind behind Benzema mm-hmm. so that's also how that gap uh formed because when sure. Benzema's not there you don't have a a right wing mm. right and in terms of who plays there, you have Uvalverde, as I'm saying, who has so many other jobs on the pitch. And if it's not him, it's Asensio. Asensio mm-hmm. had a goal uh, disallowed over, over, over the weekend. He's someone who does have an eye for goal. But his overall gameplay is not something that's satisfactory. It's not, he's not the guy you want to pin your hopes now and going into the future as, okay, he's holding down that, 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 that right wing position. Rodrigo is supposed to be playing there, but he much prefers playing where Vinicius is playing. He's not going to dislodge Vinicius. He's got some goals in him, but he's not actually quite a striker. So if Benzema is down, you've got Vinicius. Mm. And you can't have a front three where like just one guy for the majority of the season is the guy that you, you're, you're relying on to create goals for who? And then also to be scoring those goals when they are being created by who mm. as well, mm. you know? So it's, 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 a, it's an imbalanced team. It's a team that still needs reinforcements in that front line specifically. Yeah. Real Madrid need a striker. Because even if you go and you sign um, Mbappe, mm-hmm. I don't really know where Mbappe plays in that front line because Mbappe is Prefers on record saying he loves playing where Vinicius is playing. Mm-hmm. You know? And you're not going to convert Vinicius into something else because the time to do that was before now. So in in my head, in actual fact, like it's 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 a it's a more solid type of player that you need like in, in in that team and you also need a prolific striker and i was i was i was watching football over the weekend and i, I actually was thinking again about oh yes i was watching the ix final game mm-hmm. and i i saw i saw a brilliant kudos is for 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 ix and thinking i wonder where he ends up because he's 22 and he really is good you know mm-hmm. and i read reports that united might be in for him which would be quite stunning if they decide that the Anthony project is over mm. and they're going back to the same team to to, to, to get Kudus who was not playing because of Anthony last season but even watching him right and thinking about other players in that position there aren't many right wing left footed goal scorers like Mo Salah is an anomaly you know mm. and uh, there's there's a place to really appreciate what he's done in his career because you look around who can just step in and 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 take over for Mo Salah scoring 30 goals a season there's not really anyone around the world so I don't know who at this point in time who Real Madrid go and get for that for for that role mm. and 
there's there's things that need to be figured out and i'm not convinced this coach is the coach for like long term i think maybe this might be also like his his last season again don't know if he's being fired or if it's him leaving but yeah if if already this is the gap between you and barcelona and la liga you need to do something mm. and it's frustrating because and i'm saying this is a real madrid fan now when Messi was there and that Pep Guardiola team and even when he left and that MSN it's like okay this they is the era you yeah. know like they get their La Liga titles now all of those people are gone and still <laughs> you're gonna find yourself like 12 points whatever the case may be yeah. behind behind uh, Barcelona it's, it's not so cool, the Galactic was that when you've got a good thing running uh, Real Madrid will milk it dry they'll try to get every piece of energy from it and they must say feely feel they have to start from scratch because as you're outlining the lack of options in Real Madrid, in Barcelona, if uh, Rafinha's not playing, there's a guy who can step into that position. Other, other, other than that, he'll play deeper. There's a Ferran Torres who'll play in that position. So they've got options. There was a there was a Memphis Depay prior to his move to uh, Atletico. So they've had options in terms of going forward, which uh, Barcelona don't have. They've had options in terms of the midfield as well. There's Busquets, there's uh, De Jong, there's Kessi, there's Sergio Roberto. Whereas Real Madrid, it's really just... The, the starting three and then on the from the bench there's Ceballos who's found form now but wasn't really a reliable source and then there's U, U Kamavinga who's now done the opposite because he was a starter but because of injuries and then Kamavinga who was from the bench is a starter now and so in terms of figuring figuring things out I think that is the main problem Ancelotti in January did say we still have a uh, uh, Ballon d'Or winner on our book, so we're not looking to sign a strike, and I think that was the fault. If maybe you got someone... 35-year-old. 35-year-old. Maybe if you got someone to plug in a hole for those couple of games, and then for the rest of the season, come off the bench, maybe you do something right. But, yeah. <clears throat> Chuck, uh, before we move off from Real Madrid, right, uh, Tony Cruz made some comments, as Tony Cruz <laughs> is wont to do. And he was asked about, I suppose, uh, Ancelotti as well. He was asked about um, Eden Hazard's situation at at Real Madrid in that he's not getting any playing time. And Tony Cross says that he doesn't feel any sympathy uh, for for Eden Hazard. And he, <laughs> he says he doesn't feel bad for him. That his situation is not so bad, basically saying that other people do have much tougher situations than what he finds himself in as a professional footballer. What do you what do you make of that? Like, is he right? Like, are, are we not to feel sympathy for for these guys? That sounds like someone who is in the know and knows why Hazard is not playing. I think Linda Bale would Hazard to figure in Madrid and suddenly balloons in weight. Suddenly he can't keep fit. I, I think maybe it's an issue with his lifestyle. And I think Tony Cruz is like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, long, yeah, because why else would you not support your teammate? Why else would you not support someone who would be your option, would be a, a very good, incredible option when it comes to uh, player personnel? You could have Valverde still playing in the midfield and Hazard could play on the right because much as he favors the left, I think Hazard is, is, sorry, I think Hazard is versatile enough to play across the line. So I think this is these are comments from someone that I, I'm not really a fan of Hazard because of his conduct. Um, and I'm not saying this as a matter of fact, but I'm assuming so because why would he hate tournament? Who's in a better, a worse situation? Because here's who Hazard just got a dream move, the club that I've always wanted in the peak of my career, and nothing's happened to go my way. So I think he knows something that we don't. So. Tony Cross is is uh, someone who always speaks his mind. 
and he's he's a different cat man like Tony Cross is is 33 now mm-hmm. and after the disastrous World Cup that Germany had in 2019 he retired mm-hmm. and even though Hansi Flick then was like hired by Germany and you think okay maybe it's been a few years you know you might want to reconsider you might want to come back in the german side he he's done and there've been reports that he might actually retire at the end of the season or something of that sort and the reaction from fans is but he's he can still play you mm-hmm. know but i think i think if i have a handle on who tony cross is this is who he is he he views things a little differently and he he doesn't take football all that seriously I think football is something that he does he's good at he loves it he's dedicated to it and he's been quoted as saying Roma Madrid the DNA is that you must win and he's mm-hmm. a winner and his focus is that he's he's on the job and in this particular environment in this job these are expectations you meet them you will get rewarded for it if you don't then what do you want me to say mm-hmm. and I think in terms of that I think this is where he comes from or not Dean I know sometimes because <laughs> he was also like uh, criticizing was a criticizing for his celebrations. Okay. Uh, Super yeah, yeah mm. uh, and he also I, I forgot who but he he also criticized like another player recently was like man there goes Tony Cross again. You ask Tony Cross a question, Kill he Troy. is going to tell you exactly what he thinks about it. And it, what I got from his comments was similar to what 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 you've heard from Juan Mata when he talks about they are they they earn a ridiculous amount of money for playing mm. a game, you know. and he it, it it boggles it boggled his mind when you when you think about it and on some level like i think so tony cross is is saying that don't don't pity the rich like mm. this man has had a glittering career to begin with let's just talk about his profession and also he's gotten paid quite a lot and he's still getting paid whatever he does in a real madrid shirt his contract is what it is and he is getting that however many hundred thousands of euros per week mm-hmm. and he's okay he's sad about the fact that he's not playing but this is this is this is not something bad that is happening to him people who have to if i put it this way are, are taking care of families or need to feed mouths are losing their jobs you feel bad for that person mm-hmm. you know got all this responsibility on their shoulders and there are not that many opportunities out there and whatever and even if they do get a job or you get someone who's working three jobs just to sustain themselves or whatever dependence that they have feel bad for those people mm, you know mm. but not for these guys not for us like i think his ideas like and 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 you sound like a hater if mm. you are from the outside saying that but when you hear a a a player saying that it's it's quite different but i i'd have to balance those uh comments out by saying witty this does mean a lot to football players this is this is their life this is mm. something that 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 gives them joy you know um and that is something to be considered in a general sense i kind of get like uh, what he's saying and as you put it we heard michael michael obi john john obi michael mm. uh recently on a podcast saying what he has it was the laziest player he ever came across and he was praising him and saying but then he showed up in a game mm. and he did wonders mm. well you're not that young anymore and your body's not reacting that well and if you take that and some other reports that have been out there in terms of 
he's not just unlucky with injuries because if that's one thing yeah then I do feel bad for him like his body's betraying him mm. and he's doing all his best to get onto the field but he can't but if it's a matter of these injuries a result of his lifestyle and how he he takes to professional football unlike Ronaldo who you will not eat anything but plain rice and chicken at his house <laughs> then you don't feel sorry for him because mm. you know but I mean yeah I, I guess it does balance out because Hazard, as much as there's comments from John Obi Mikel, Eliel, not like there was a game where he came he hammered from, from parting the night before, still scored two goals, and that, that helped him clinch the league. So maybe, I mean, that's my, my thing. But you're not that dedicated, and so getting paid anyway. So I, I have a hard Chuck, time just, we're, just we're thinking it's a career ring clip where you were saying you were talking to another basketball player. But Lala, <laughs> Call of Duty. Duty. And they had to get off the game to go take a nap <laughs> ahead of the game. Yeah, because sometimes when you're that good, you know it and you don't have to like do so prior much. Prior to the, you've practiced and in between, you've got all this free time where you're playing games. No one's going to ask, like, what are you doing? I just came from basketball practice or football oh, practice. <laughs> there's a game and okay, I need to take a nap yeah. and then I need to get a massage. It's, it's an ultra, ultra luxury, especially. especially where they're playing and the yes. money that they're getting because if it was a cheaper player that means because you would have to go to the house you know yeah so it's very different in that regard but it's, it sounds cold it does sound <laughs> there's cold. context as we were trying to provide but it does sound cold it's typical cross though so let me ask Jay um, an interesting question I think it's interesting from a sporting perspective, um, because I think it would be it, it would be um, controversial if a sporting figure said this and they did it. But would you throw a game or do something maybe unsavory to the general public for a benefit? And I ask this question because there were re- reports and rumors, or the idea at least, that Sundowns might just throw the game against Al Hilal to get Al Ahly knocked out. Ultimately, Roland is, um refuted those those remarks and those comments and said we're not going to do that we're, we're professional and so did Timbazwani as well they played very well it was a 1-1 draw and there's still an outside chance for Allah to still uh, qualify so here's a question Jay would you throw a game on purpose knowing that there's a benefit for your team and I asked this question because had Rulani said yeah for sure we're going to throw the game to make sure Allah goes out there would be a lot of noise with FIFA fair play na 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 where is an obvious benefit if Alakis goes out but if Jurgen Klopp plays the boys go Karapao Cup no one says anything um, Sundowns themselves fielded a weak, weaker side against Stellenbosch they lost their winning run not much noise is made would you do that to gain an advantage or do you think it's dirty? Throw a game is man but, but okay not throw a game but do something because Maybe the, the the term throw is, is dirty, but if they played the side that that drew against Stellenbosch in the calf, so to let's, get them let's take a look at whatever. this situation. For mm. example, right? So the Sunday situation is that they're in a group with Al Hilal as well as Al Ahly, mm-hmm. and in the recent past, Al Ahly have knocked Sundowns out of the competition in the knockout stages last season. Um, well, last season they were not knocked out by Al-Akhli, but they did the double over Al-Akhli and then in the, got knocked out in the in the quarterfinals by Pedro de Luanda, if I'm not mistaken. Al-Akhli went on to make it to the semifinals. The season prior to that, they were knocked out by Pizos Al-Akhli. And the, 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 
the question or rather the the idea that came even from Sundance fans. I'm a Sundance fan as well, and I'd rather not have. I would. I'd, I'd rather not have had Al Ahli like present in the knockout stages because of 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 that history. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you have a hoodoo team. Mm-hmm. You see Liverpool, and every time they come across like Real Madrid. There was Bayern Munich every time they came across, like Arsenal. And sometimes you have that team, that man. Every time we come across this team, this team, just they just have our number, you know. And the idea then was, well, Al-Hilal are doing well in, 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 in this group. And mm-hmm. if they're in a position to progress with Sundowns, who recently beat Al-Akhli, and Al-Hilal themselves did beat Al-Akhli also at home, then Al-Akhli have been knocked out in the group stages and that's one less rival to worry about, mm-hmm. especially when they've caused you so much trouble. So therefore it was a, maybe you need to do something, throw that game, which would then aid Al-Akhli being knocked out so that you don't have to come across them in, in the knockout stages and, and they knock you out, you mm-hmm. know. But in the in the other... In the other examples that you, you you put up, you know why coaches are playing um, less strong teams, because when you come into a season and even in the middle of a season, you have priorities. The mm-hmm. league is a priority. If you're in the Champions League and you can compete for it, the Champions League is a priority. The Carabao Cup is the fourth of the four prestigious uh, cups that are available to English teams. Mm-hmm. So you want to win the league, you want to win the Champions League, and then if you're going to win a domestic cup, it's the FA Cup. And then the Carabao Cup, if you're in a position to win, everyone does play their kids until they get to latter stages whereby, okay, we could win a trophy. Then the narrative changes and then you play your stronger teams. But when you think about a Marcus Rashford now, who's not going to be available for the England uh, games now in the international break, because he's got a niggle, because... United have played 46 matches this season. And I was counting, like, if United make it to the final of the FA Cup and they make it to the final as well of the Europa, they would have played 65 games this season. And you don't want your player playing 65 games if there are five games here and five games there whereby you can get away with giving them rest. You do that, Mm -hmm. you know. Sundowns played a weakened team against Stellenbosch recently because they are in the midst of a Champions League campaign whereby they are looking to win that title. And then the question is, well, if you're looking to win the title, maybe it's in your best interest to do away with the rival. But in terms of that, Chuck, I'm not a fan of people who want to run away from the grind. I, mm. I, I don't like that because ultimately, if you play to win the game and you play to win matches, you play to win titles, you must have a mentality of being a winner. You asked me the question ahead of the Arsenal-Man City game, how Arsenal should approach that. And I told you, Mm. regardless of what the history has been, and regardless of the fact that if you play a little more open against Pep Guardiola's team, they may punish you. But you need to step onto that field against a team who you're trying to dethrone as the champions of England and make them know that you are here and this Mm. is your time. And go toe-to-toe with them. Now, if you take a 1-0 lead and it's this 75 minutes into the game, then you try to defend that that lead. But you don't go into the game trying not to lose. Also, if you're actively, as, as, as was the advice to Sanders, actively trying to actually throw the game where it's obvious that you are trying to lose this, you're cheating the game in, 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 in that sense. And like literally everybody yeah it might it might be in your best interest but also that's that's my thing because i saw with the champions league draw there was a chelsea fan who was looking to get um 
who's left in the in the Champions League. AC. They were looking Inter. to get in like an AC Milan mm. or, or or something like that. And in my head, I'm like, you can't avoid the big teams continuously. And this is what fans do. Like, ah, man, you're hoping for like a weaker draw so that you can advance. Like, if you are if you're trying to win mm. like that 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 competition, if you are just trying to get as far as possible, okay. But if you're trying to win that competition, you can't avoid the teams who are also just as good and trying to win that competition. Whoever you are paired up against, knock them out. If you're going to be champions, that means you are better than everybody you came across. Mm-hmm. So that idea, I hate this cowardice mindset, man, of like <laughs> when you're trying to run away from the grind. Like it's it's it's, it's crazy for me. Like mm. so, on 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 the one hand of like cheating does not belong anywhere in, in the game, um, where it's very blatant that you are cheating. Mm. That's very different from you are trying to navigate a season whereby you are setting yourself up to best achieve the goals that you have set for yourself. That's a different thing. Um, but uh, as well, um, the mindset of uh, like wanting to avoid bigger teams with Sundown specifically against Al Ahly, like as they did again, like put five past them, like at Loftus. That's great for me. Like mm. you don't try to avoid them. Like, it's a famous um, Ric Flair line that to be the man, you've got to beat the man, and you you can you can you cannot keep running away. Mm. Like United, if they like, it's not that I want to see United win the Europa League, but if they do that and having gone through, we just spoke about how much Barcelona far ahead of La Liga of of Real Madrid in La Liga, whereas Manchester United took care of Barcelona in the tournament. You like okay. Not trying to avoid like the because how 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 long can you avoid these teams, Chuck? Because with uh, with Sundowns, for example, if not Al Ahly, they're gonna run into Iwaidat, who mm. also are a, like a rival and have been a bogey team in recent times, or a Raja. There are other good teams who are compete like Al Ahly, not even the the defending champions of of the Champions League. It is Iwaidat, so you do away with Al Ahly. Guess what? There are other like champion caliber teams left in the competition. But don't you wanna whistle, whistle them down because? I hear what you're saying in terms of competitiveness. Bambe, and then But it, it, for me, the reason why in, in my question I pose a situational ethics is because yes, you have priorities and as a club, the, you want to win the league, uh, you want to win the Champions League. Up until it's the semi-finals or the finals, like, oh, not since in the cup, now you put in a full strength side. But because Sundowns had already qualified for the group, they don't need to fight anymore. Just like how they were done in the league, they don't need to fight anymore. It's done. There's an advantage because in the same in the same way where I, I saw Mourinho saying to Sergio Ramos, get a yellow card so that you miss the next game. So in the group stages, knockout stages, it's super sharp. That that for me is 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 gaming the system and saying okay, because ultimately when the, when the competition starts. Allahly have got their own fate in their own hands. Allahly are not going to say we didn't qualify because of Sundowns because you guys weren't good, good as a team. When you're supposed to play against Sundowns and Loftus, shall we fight too, ultimately? And then if I can make sure, Wuti, I'm compounding the misery on you because you guys didn't show up, how is that in poor taste? Because I'm thinking to myself as well, Wuti, fine, you, you're going to meet Giants anyway. But if you can whistle one down, I mean, when we look at EEE, what was I thinking now? There was a, there was a, you see it. City have won the Carabao Cup four times in a row. But everyone knows they get the most favorable draws of anyone. And whether they play kids or not, chance of them winning those games because they play against someone in, in, in League 2, it doesn't really matter. But if they were going to play Aston Villa, after Aston Villa, but there are no, no walls, 
those the, them playing kids is more of a gamble than it than it actually is. And so I think sometimes that is under the banner of ah, it's not a priority. So therefore, playing kids is justified. If Sundowns played their kids in Africa, why is that frowned upon? Because Allah ultimately skipped from their so, own performance. I would say this, like even that 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 um, example with. Uh, Mourinho, because sometimes I've done this as well. Like one of <laughs> one of the more famous clips, you you look it up. Um, sometimes like wasting time where three guys come to take corners and they get a Mayolo card so mm. that they can be suspended for the next game and be available for the game after that. That is giving yourself the advantage of having your best players. I think if the advantage you're thinking about is because Oyasaba, that's where I have an issue. Like. Game the system. I'm for gaming the system if it gives you an advantage later on, which is why I would rest my big players in the Carabao Cup against um, smaller teams so that I have them available for the big games, right? Mm-hmm. It's not because, well, like there's there's, there's some fear factor with, with, with this or something like that. You know, should you like trying to avoid the big teams as I'm saying. The idea of because there's fear in your heart, like it's directed as fear in your heart but it's rather being tactically tactical tactically Listen, aware Chuck, because if, if marina goes away to stanford uh, as a Chelsea coach goes away to enfield um the etihad and it's like we're playing for a draw because we know must face Stanford Bridge, that's where we want to connect collect our points you are then saying from the two games i'm trying to maximum i'm trying to get four points they only are going to get one that's that's an advantage over them would you then say we are sub my ultra for my infield defensively because he he you could say he's cheating the game because you've heard lots of play, play, uh, players especially in, in in teams that play expensive football about club or quality the opposition didn't play didn't play football so there's like, a reason so I think you investigate the reason like in 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 that like mm. if the idea is if we go then we play open we're gonna lose the same way Nyoshiti, Mourinho and then Chelsea when they win their first legs against the Barcelona and you know what's gonna happen in new camp you do go there and you park the bus the criticism would be Uti it's 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 it, it doesn't look good but in terms Anti-football, of it gets yes it gets the result then that because defense defense is part like of the game but as i'm saying when you investigate the reasons if sundowns went to al-hilal and decided to play um their kids because they do want to give them that rest like if it's a dead rubber like if the idea that it's a dead rubber which could have been viewed as that it really wasn't because there is still the matter of winning the group. If you win the group, you get a, a, a more favorable draw. You get the second place team in in one of the other groups, mm-hmm. who, by virtue of finishing second in the group, is the more favorable draw. Then that I get, you know, where the if Sundowns for me, for example, Sundowns don't need to play any of like the first line starters for the rest of the PSL campaign because the PSL has already been won. In that sense, like okay, give them as much rest as you can, and you are fully focused on uh, on, on 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 the attack on the Champions League. But if the idea which was presented was so that you can avoid a, 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 a meeting Al Ahly later down the line, because you know Bazan Shai and Enjershit, the idea is like I Sabasaba, so we should get rid of them now. That 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 I don't I, I don't agree with. So same, in, the, in the same way, Chuck. Now, right mm. when if. Arsenal find themselves in the same position that they find themselves against City when they go to the Etihad. I'd have a different mindset there, Oguti. If you come away with something other than if you if you come away with something other than a a, a, a loss, that would be a good result. But in in when we where we were in in the in in the game prior, 
where we were in terms of the season, in terms of the points gap, having that buffer, and in terms of the fact that you were playing at home. Then if you are good enough to win the league, play against these guys as well because that's what you're trying to prove, you know. But as I'm saying, the idea where it's it's it, that where you like trying to knock Al Ahly out by by throwing a game, that's cowardice for me. Like that that for me is cowardice. Okay, I see how you created it, but would you say it, it's 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 a negative thing in terms of the spirit of the game, or is it just cowardice to you? And it could be you could do other things except for this one, or is it is it is it dirty? This is my question because ultimately, um, it's not dirty. It's mm. it's just a oh, I shouldn't call you cowards, and mm. that's as far as it's it, it's gonna go because unless unless you are paying refs to imagine how crazy <laughs> that would be as well. You paying you paying the ref. To blow against you in that situation, that's what it would mm. be, and you you are you are conspiring with the powers that be that the result is Elon mm. Al Hilal to win because the whole idea is you want to get rid of Al Ahly. That would be dirty. But where you are you are throwing your kids like uh, to as lambs to the slaughter for that for the for for the same purpose. I think as I'm saying, that's cowardice more than mm. it is a. I oh, mean, this is a stain on 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 the game. It is in terms of it's anti-competitive, mm. like the the criticisms of 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 parking the bus. I know where those come from as well, because ultimately, as people who are watching the product, we don't we don't want to see that. Mm. We we want to see a contest. You want to see a guy go up against that. These are these are the, these are the um, criticisms that Mayweather faced as well. You know, like why are you there just like ducking, running around, and and trying not to lose you understood why mm. when he explains it and it served him well and the defense is a part of of that as a consumer you want to see something different but if 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 mayweather for example uh, when he was if you want to say when he was ducking um pacquiao if he was a a a mandated uh he was mandated to fight against pacquiao and he did something on purpose mm. to get out of that that would have been cowardice. Like yeah. that one's like now, nah, this this one is not cool, mm. you know. So I think had Sundowns like done that for the express purpose of knocking Al Ahly out versus having done that to rest their players for bigger games. Doesn't matter who comes, even if it's Al Ahly, that's different for me. Mm. Okay, now I hear you. Um, it's a good thing as Kanye <laughs> say. As Kanye says, everyone wanted to know what I'd do if I didn't win this award. Guess we'll never know. And Ronald Williams saved the penalty at the end, so you can't mm. accuse Sundowns of having done that. Also, I think it disturbs your, your momentum. Like where Sundowns are right now, like you just want to keep going that with that if you're relying. Like every time we step onto the pitch, we're trying to win that game. Yeah. Doesn't matter who we're playing against, uh, we are trying to win that game. Even against Stellenbosch, like that game was won, except there was a penalty mm-hmm. that was that was conceded. You know, uh, so. Yeah, I mean, mentality is everything. Like, as I'm saying, as about Makwal out on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that was the episode for this week for To Upfront. You can catch this if you are listening to this on audio. You are either on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or on Iono. You can find us on social media. On social media, by the way, we have a video on Instagram that has crossed a million views. <laughs> yeah um That's thank you to everyone from all over the world who's watched that video of Philly's game team deciding to give away a goal by lying down on the ground and letting the other team score 
Yes. So, and because oh, of motives, that's fine, right? Because they were five <laughs> up anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, the, I think there were six up even. It's yeah. like, well, ah, cool. You can have this goal. <laughs> so you can check that video out and everything else that we've posted before. We'll be back with more videos, uh, hopefully next month. I think we are targeting next month to be back on video form. Uh, if you've not yet subscribed and liked any videos on YouTube, you can do that. It's two up front on YouTube. It is two up front at two up front pod on instagram and on twitter i am j at j underscore zulu and chuck is at chuck two up and for me and the millions and millions who <laughs> follow to a friend amari all right guys hit us up on those platforms engage with that video discuss your football but on today's episode antonio conte do you think he needs to stay at his job and make it work or should he get the boot conte was speaking wild says with the spirits don't have the fight they don't have it in them they've got the culture of not winning things do you think those words should go unpunished? Um, and what is the punishment? Does he stay and do his job and make it work? Or does he get the sack? We speak all classical. Do you think the points gap, which is 12 points now in La Liga, does, do you think that defines where these two teams actually are? Is it, does it show the gap in class between Barcelona and Real Madrid? Or do you think there are other factors? And lastly, would you throw a game or do something to game the system to gain a competitive edge? In this case, we're speaking Sundowns and Al-Akhli. Do you think had they thrown the game, it would have been just... Or do you think it would have been a little bit dirty or cowardly, as Jay would put it? Hit us up and let us know what you think. This is Chuck, and I'm out.